behind the scenes at Score North and 1500 ESPN have sports opinions. So they want you to hear them. It's the perfect digital sports soapbox to scratch that Minnesota sports itch. This is the Score North Taxi Squad. What's up, Minnesota sports fans? It is great to be back for another exciting episode of the Taxi Squad. So much to get into today from the Vikings, the Wolves, and the Wild. Mm. But before we do that, we have to introduce the band. The voice you hear right now is Artist Woods, and I am joined by AJ Fredrickson and Jason Stormer. I had some nicknames for the guys, but Jason told me to hold off on the nicknames, so I yeah. just call them by the regular names. One of them is a little bit borderline, <laughs> and you know what? We're recording this right now on a Wednesday night, and, and uh, Dan Seaman is right down the hall right there, so I just want to keep everything uh PG, perhaps. You I know, think it's PG, saying. but it, we'll say unless AJ time. really want, or unless AJ really wants. I don't know. We'll lay, up, we'll lay off at this time. Fun fact, though, I my my um, so I mentioned I've mentioned before that I play in a in a wiffle ball like an adult wiffle ball league in Minnesota, <laughs> and that's like an abbreviated form of that is actually like everybody in the league has a nickname, and that's my nickname. Hey, there we go. See, it's not so, that bad. No, there we go. It's not that, that bad. Okay. All right. Never mind. We'll save it, though. Okay. We'll save it. Next time. Next time. <laughs> anyway. How are we, gentlemen? Feeling good this week? I'm feeling pretty good. Yeah. I'm feeling all right. Was wrong about yet another prediction. Oh, it is killing me. I'm like, shoot. Seven and five now, man? I mean, my gosh. For somebody who started <laughs> off 4-0, feeling good, I am feeling terrible as far as that's concerned, but I'm happy the Vikings got a win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, uh, I improved my record. And uh, I'm pretty pumped about that. Got a little bit of love on the Facebook comment section, too, for our post on Saturday. That was the most shout-out I ever got. So, admittedly, my ego might be a little bit inflated today. Because okay, that's, okay. uh, right. that's the most love. That's the most uh, love. Uh, Jason Sizzle. What, what's my name again? What's my nickname again? Uh, what did I say? Uh, I Jay, Jay Storm? Jay, Jay Storm. Storm. Yeah. Sure, that works. Yeah, that works. So yeah. I'm, I'm feeling the love today. I'm really feeling the love. And I'm pumped about another Vikings victory, even though... My goodness, I, I felt like I was on a tightrope the entire time in that fourth quarter, man, guys. The, it just was so intense. I thought for sure we were going to blow that game. I really did. I don't know how the Jets didn't score when they were on the one-yard line, but somehow this Vikings defense, despite being extremely leaky once again, it it hanged tough. It hanged tough. And, um, I mean, even though we're, we're going to break down the whole thing bit by bit, um, it just seemed like this was another typical Vikings win. I don't know how you guys felt. This seemed like kind of a carbon copy of the Patriots game. I don't know. What do you guys think? I thought it was pretty similar. Yeah. I, th- I thought it was similar. I-, I didn't expect them to put up as many points as they did against that defense. Mm-hmm. But like you said last week, I mean, they did put up 33 on the Patriots as well. Um, I don't. I think the Patriots are ranked higher or at least were ranked higher before they played the Vikings. But I did picture the Jets defense being a little better. And so I figured yeah. I at least thought that the Vikings were going to put up somewhere around, I think I said, initially I said 23 to 20. So I thought around like that 20 range, 27 is something I didn't expect. But again, I'm happy with what I saw for the most part. I am happy with what I saw. Um, it was it was very close to the Patriots game. Mm-hmm. I'm pleased. I'm pleased. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, would, I, I, would, oh, go I would say that's kind of my, my feeling of it too, is they got the win. Um, shout out to, I don't know if you were going for this artist, but I, I went for the reverse jinx. I was a little, I was a little nervous about the game, which is why I did pick the, the, the jets. The reverse jinx works to perfection there, but, uh, I'm still, I I'm still just waiting. And I, I, I know I'm a broken record with it, but I'm waiting for the game where I just don't have to worry. I know they were up 20 to six at halftime and 
against the Jets, who we've seen not have a great offense, they turned it on in the third quarter. The Vikings turned it off, and then it's like clockwork. That fourth quarter rolls around, and it was like the second, third, first play, whatever it was of the fourth quarter. Oh, touchdown. Sweet. Now we're back on. We're going again. It doesn't really matter. Um, but it's it, it comes down to the final drive once again. The defense comes up big. They're, they're, they're getting some bounces. <laughs> and mm-hmm. it's, the, it's yeah. the same. Th- it, it's, it is exactly what I said last week where you can put a dress on a pile of crap. It's going to look prettier, but it's still a pile of crap. They were getting sliced up. And I know he, he didn't have any touchdown passes, but Mike White made it a game. And yes, that's that's all the Jets need Mike White to do. They made it a game. The Vikings only won by five, so this isn't like a triumphant win where you can, you know, I don't, I don't think you, you're you're throwing the chains on anybody after that one because you, you should beat them despite them having a better record than maybe in past years. It's uh, it, I, I'm I wouldn't say I'm like super reassured by that win, but it's another win. Um, and now you need a win um on the road in Detroit. Hmm. lock up that division and it's not it's not a it's not a if they do it it's just when because let's be honest it's gonna happen the the lions are not gonna catch up the the packers i think are actually eliminated from like winning the nfc north altogether now mathematically so it's just the lions and the lions are not gonna run the table and the vikings aren't aren't gonna lose the table so um it it's just when um let's just do it this week (laughs) i i have you? This is not to veer off topic. Slightly, Come on, veer off topic. I but like but is this about the Eagles? AJ, no, no, it's not. Not but, yet, anyway. Uh, right, not yet. Anyway, <laughs> AJ, have you looked through the comments on our predictions for this past week? Because we you know I the did. Jets and you know man, I, did. I just looked. I, I saw it the moment it was posted, and guys called us clowns and all of that. And I'm kind of accustomed to it now. Did they um, really? <laughs> but I, yes, but I like went back through after Jason pointed out, like, yeah, I got a lot of love because his prediction was like right there i got the it money. i got kudos the five points you. right it was 27 22 i did 28 23 so kudos, not bad kudos yeah. to you so jason got a lot of props but everybody else in the comments is like fire aj and harder i agree aj and are you some morons. I agree. Yep. I, i'm dead yep i i i, I yep. let's you know yeah, i I'm totally agree something. with these guys the comment section's right on that <laughs> I, well first off again props to jason because jason he's he's killing with the predictions what's that nine and three now i think so so props to jason thank he's you killing it Thank I'm you. two games back from first. AJ is just one. We still can catch There's up. There's still plenty of time. There's still time left. I can blow it. It's okay. But I, I have something I want to say to Minnesota Vikings fans. Two things. One, it is okay for us as podcast hosts to pick against the Vikings every now yes, and then. Yes, it is. It is okay for us to go into a game and say, uh, I don't know about this. I think before the season started, I had the I had the Vikings at like 11-6 and six or 10-7, and seven, somewhere around that range. Yeah. Um, obviously, they're exceeding. I think all of our expectations, because nobody expected us to be this good. Um, but I say that to say, like, they're, they weren't, they're, they wasn't going to go undefeated. It is okay to pick them to lose a game. It is okay to be critical of them. Now, I will say this. Obviously, I was wrong. Obviously, the Vikings proved me wrong. I think I was a bit thrown off recently by the loss to the Cowboys, and I was coming into the Patriots game as well as this game against the Jets, playing against elite defenses, thinking, like, these teams pose a similar threat mm-hmm. to the Vikings that, the Cowboys did. I don't know. Maybe they can get one, but getting two is going to be really tough. Again, they proved me wrong. But I do want to point this out because I made a post on Instagram 
talking about, hey, it's like, guys, I can't win for losing. Because if I pick the Vikings to lose a game, moron, <laughs> clown, all this, right? The Vikings win the game, right? And I go on social media for Score North. If you guys don't know, I'm the guy with the crazy hair, black guy, right? And I'm like, the Vikings offense is dominant, this, that, and the third. They're doing really well, da, da, da. And guys are like, what? The Vikings offense looked like crap. And the Vikings offense was terrible all game. I mean, comments galore about how bad the offense was. And I'm just thinking in my head, I'm like, how can you say the Vikings offense was bad when they just dropped 27 points on a Jets defense that hadn't allowed 30 since week two mm-hmm. on a Jets defense that was averaging Giving up what thirteen point five points over the their Patriots? Last, yes, thirteen point five points over their last seven games. But we're not happy with twenty seven points. Mm-hmm. Yes, they had a slow first quarter. Yes, they had a slow third quarter. Guys are like, they just put too much pressure on the defense when you have quick three and outs. Yes, but they gave you a twenty to six lead at halftime, and then once it got close again, they put up another seven points on a defense that is not used to getting scored on. So no. I, I asked today, Vikings fans, what is it that you want? <laughs> Are you not happy with the, what is this now, 10-2 yep. record? This guy said, "We, I want consistency. Well, point to the NFL team this year that has shown you consistency. Even the Philadelphia Eagles at, what, 11-1? Hmm? Even in their wins, they've been up and down, and they dropped a the game to Washington. The Chiefs lost earlier this year to the Colts and are up and, up and down, just lost to the Bengals. The Bills lost to the same Jets team that the Vikings just beat, as well as um, the Minnesota Vikings. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I mean, what what team can you point to and say, this team has been so consistent in giving you everything they want? The Vikings are 10-2. and two. I think it's something mm-hmm. that everybody should be happy with, proud of, because when's the last time this has happened? Who expected this to happen? And... They have a legitimate shot at being the one seed. Mm-hmm. What What is the complaining and crying about? If they scored three points, would you be happier with that? I'm confused. I just wanted to get that off my chest if you guys couldn't it's, tell. It's because we are just always conditioned to wait for the shoe, the other shoe to drop. You know what I mean? We're just waiting for something to go wrong, even though it, it might not. And even though, yes, there's... I don't know. In terms of like where I would rank this Vikings team even after this Jets win in the NFC picture obviously like now the Jimmy Garoppolo news I think changes things so before that I would say like the Niners are still ahead of the Vikings but now I think it probably put them more on an even playing field I still think the Cowboys are better I still think the Eagles are better and from a national perception even though he's done a lot the last couple weeks to really quell kind of some of this stuff people just aren't going to trust Kirk Cousins until the playoffs uh, even though he does have a playoff win here with the Vikings he went down to New Orleans and took down the Saints and that was awesome it still just wasn't enough for people because of what happened the next week in San Francisco. They got completely annihilated. And so people are just, it, it's unfortunate. It's a symptom of just having a football team go 60 years of existence without winning a Super Bowl, especially a team that hasn't actually been to a Super Bowl in so long. So that I mean, is part of it. But but you're right. It's, it's still kind of irrational. It still doesn't make a lot of sense. And... It's just, yeah, like, like what, what did, what did you, I guess my question to a lot of people after that game, and I've responded to quite a few people and I'm Mm -hmm. like, well, what, what did you expect? Again, this team hadn't given up 30 points since week two of the NFL season. NFL wins are messy, man. It's a messy business to accumulate wins like this. It It just is like, it wasn't going to be pretty against this defense. And honestly, if we're being truthful here, the issue with the Vikings for the most part, all season long. Yes, the offense has had its dry spells, and yes, it's had its moments where it hasn't been as efficient. But the issue with this with this team is not at all 
the offense. The issue with this ball club is the defense. They give up a lot of yards. Now they make the stops that are necessary. And, hey, Jets got to the red zone six times and only scored one touchdown. And, by the way, that touchdown, by the way. Yeah. My my controversial take probably the podcast today. I don't think that was actually a touchdown. Now, I know Mm. that the angle that people looked at the most was the overhead camera. But here's the thing. The overhead view wasn't right on the line of scrimmage. It was like five yards back, so it's not going to give you a good depth perception point of view. They showed the angle of the camera shot right on the line of scrimmage. I'm sorry. I'm going to say I'll go to the grave with this. I did not see the ball. Across the pot, like the the line of scrimmage, whatsoever. I don't. Th- um, I, I don't think there was enough definable evidence to actually have that touchdown. Uh, actually, have that non touchdown be overturned into a touchdown. Uh, I really don't think there was. I really don't think there was. Uh, I don't. Uh, the the, the <laughs> angle from right on the line. It, it it was right there. I'll admit it was right there. And probably a more trained eye probably could rule it a touchdown. But from my you know sitting on the couch just eating a bag of Doritos point of view. I don't think it was a touchdown. I really don't. Um, I think the Vikings should have still pitched a touchdown shutout in that game. I really do. I don't know. The overhead view looked like his like whole body was in yeah. the zone. Like, I know it wasn't right on the I know it wasn't right on the like over top, but I mean <sighs> that it's close. It's, I know. It, it My looked hot like he got like really far in it because I I was uh looking at some of the highlights and like recap and stuff. And they're talking about it. They're like, oh, what a stop by the Vikings defense. They come up huge here, and they're showing the replay and blah, blah, blah. And, oh, my God, so good. And the other guy steps in. Yeah, that looks like he's over. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, yeah, that, that that replay was pretty. I was like, oh, yeah, because I felt the same way. I was like, oh, he didn't get in. But then the overhead view was like, oh, it looks like his entire body is. And keep in mind, the football is in the front of his body, not I, behind I, him. I understand. So that's like, yeah, it's, it looks like he got in. But I mean. Right on the goal line, though. It just, I still it give kudos. Oh, man. Yeah. I still give kudos to the defense for being able to get so many stops in the red zone. But mm-hmm. my thing is just like, if you walk into this game and you say, if somebody told me the Vikings were going to put up 27 points on this defense, I'd have hand clap. Matter of fact, they did. So quick hand clap because they put up 27 points on this defense. Um, so I, 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 I'm I'm proud of the yeah, offense. Statistically, it wasn't the prettiest. It wasn't the prettiest at all times. But at the end of the at the end of the day, they got the necessary field goals. They got the necessary touchdowns. Mm-hmm. The defense got the necessary turnovers. Mm-hmm. Gave up a, how many yards did they give up? Oh my gosh, like two hundred more yards. The the, the Jets had two hundred more yards yeah, of total yeah, offense mean, than the Vikings, and we still won this game. Yeah, yeah. So Yo. uh, give credit where it's due. Uh, like yeah. I said, the defense stepped up and made stops. But the issue is with this team is not the offense; it is the defense, and I think it is irresponsible. Vikings fans, I'm sorry I have to say it. Do it. It is irresponsible. Do it. You're such a bad influence. I know. <laughs> it is, it is, it's irresponsible to ask this offense every week to go out there and put up 30 to 40 points on elite defenses. Mm-hmm. It's not going to happen every single week. At some point, you have to hold the defense accountable. You got to mm-hmm. say, hey, look, the defense at the end of the day, they gave you 27 points. You got to stop the Jets who are not great offensively. You got to stop the Jets from getting over 27 points, which they did. But to come out and say, the offense looked bad. They looked terrible. Like, what What kind of statement is that? That makes, to me, yeah. that made no sense and, and, whatsoever. And it was kind of like because it was a Jekyll Hyde game because they went away for the first and third quarters, like more three and outs and stuff like that. And, like, Kirk Kirk had a lot of overthrows in this game. He did. A lot of overthrows, probably more so than he's had throughout, like, the entire season. At least it was very noticeable in this game. It seemed like kind of an old version of Kirk where he was getting really rattled at the line of scrimmage and the, and the jets feasted on the line of scrimmage a few, 
A few of the Vikings offensive linemen played really well. Like I think Brian O'Neill was their highest graded PFF offensive player this week. I believe um, Blake Brendel, um, that's his name, right? The, the, so. the left tackle yeah. that's filling in for yeah, Darisaw. I, yeah. um, I believe he had like the second highest score too. And Christian Darisaw should be, um, he is tracking to play this week against the Lions. He's back into limited uh, practices now dealing with concussions and stuff like that. So I, I was really encouraged just by the, by those two guys, but still, it seemed like the interior pressure because Quinnen Williams is an absolute beast. He's an absolute beast, and he got in there. He made it tough for Garrett Bradbury, Ezra Cleveland, and Ed Ingram, even though I don't think their games were necessarily disasters. I think they still, for the most part, held their own, but it just seemed like the Jets were just getting in on the pressure, and it didn't seem like the Vikings had any pressure on Mike White whatsoever. Uh, I believe they got one sack. I believe Patrick Jones did get in there at least one time, and I know that Zedarius did have a big batted ball towards the end of the game mm-hmm. uh, when the Jets were trying to score there. Um, but it still just didn't seem like, and it, and this has been kind of a theme the last few weeks, there just hasn't been a lot of defensive line pressure from the Vikings. And I understand, like, Dalvin Tomlinson's just coming back. He's getting back into the fold of things. But, like, really, I mean, and I don't think he's been playing bad, but it hasn't seemed like we've been calling Daniil Hunter's name a lot lately, guys. Or even Zadarius Smith's name lately either. And that's resulting, you know, when you can't get to the quarterback, that's going to allow these opposing defenses to be able to air it out on you. And clearly, I mean, this v- this Vikings defense is a sieve, even though, yes, they will. They have one of the best red zone percentages in the NFL. They're still going to let you march down the field, man. I was I was very upset by how they just let the Jets pretty much march down the field. Missed tackles, too. That giant Garrett Wilson play, where yeah. he actually was just probably a pinky toe away from scoring. He he was out of bounds there, but there were like four missed tackles on him. One in the middle of the field right when he made the catch, but then there was another one right in the end when he stepped out, too. And so it's just, it's what this defense is. We have to accept it for what it is. I don't know, because there's not a lot of personnel changes that can be made, because for the most part they're pretty okay maybe not in the secondary but from every other angle from the defense like the linebackers and the and the line itself they're pretty healthy um yeah it's just i think we just it's these this is just what the minnesota vikings are in 2022 you have to outscore your opponents and they're proving that they're doing that i mean they've played four of the top defenses in the league the jets the bills and i forget the other two and so, I mean, we're talking about how we're kind of nervous about how the Vikings will deal with defenses moving forward. They've already proven that they can put up significant points against the league's best defenses. They just got through the toughest part of their schedule. I mean, the Lions are a really good team here, but the rest for the rest of the way, I mean, the Giants seem to be falling a little bit. The Colts, the Bears, the Packers. I mean, don't get cocky, Minnesota Vikings. Don't get cocky whatsoever, but this should be... This should be an opportunity to really, really clamp down. Obviously, we want to win the division first, but um, the division is one. It is. <laughs> it one. is. At even if point, it's not official, sights, your sights yeah. should be should be set on winning out and getting the one seed in the NFC. That's yeah, because we all know the Eagles can't keep this up. <laughs> right, it's impossible. So, so they say. So they say <laughs> Philadelphia can't keep this up. But I mean, Philly does have. You know, do do I honestly think the Vikings are going to take over the one seed? If I had to put my money on it, no. Me neither. Because I just feel like the Eagles are rolling at a, at a level that 
they'd have to go three and two over their last five games. They'd have to drop two games. I just don't see. I can see another loss, but I can see them tightening up after that loss. Okay, you own the tiebreaker over us too. That's just you exactly. basically have a two game lead over us essentially. Pretty much. You guys got much. a GM fired this week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, that's what happens when you trade one of the best receivers in the league away. Man. Um, to now a contender. I Unbelievable. mean, that's kind of what happens. That's great. The Titans are in first place and they fired their GM. Yeah. That's wild. Those touchdowns hurt. That's I know they wild. did. I know they did. Yeah. But um, I say that to say, though, the Eagles schedule is not necessarily super sweet. I mean, they got mm. some division rivals coming up. You got to yeah. play the Giants twice. The Giants are incredible, incredibly good, but it's a division rival. They know the Eagles very well. The Eagles know them very well. They also got to play Dallas again, who's also competing for the NFC East. So, as long as the Vikings can continue this trend, that's why I said just focus on getting that one seed at this point because it is possible that the Eagles, I don't expect it, but it's possible that they could drop two games. It two is. division rivals coming up, and then I think they play the Bears. The Bears are tricky. They're tricky because of how they're able to run the football with but Justin Fields. But they keep Fields. losing, though, and Justin Fields Still is making, tricky. even for though Philly, he, even though Philly, they're tricky. Yes, and even though Justin Fields is busting out for like 75-yard touchdown runs, he's still turning the ball over an insane amount. He had two picks this other game. Like, everybody's like raving about Justin Fields, but I'm just kind of sitting back here and being like, they're still losing. And I know the Bears are designed to lose this season, but whatever. Go ahead and waste two years of a rookie-scale contract with that guy, which I know you guys got probably like three or more years. And the Bears will probably, I think they got a lot of cap space next year, so they'll probably go all out. But They might be tricky. He's slippery, even though he's got like a shoulder issue right now. He's not 100% healthy. I mean, he's not throwing like that anyway. He's running. No, yeah. Yeah. They finally realize what he can actually do. Exactly. But yeah, focus on getting the one seed. Yeah, for sure. It is doable. It is doable. The division is that's done. That's you might as well chalk that up. It's the Vikings. It, it, it's. I feel like they can't lose the division even if they tried at this point because again they'd have to lose the rest of their games and the Lions would have to win out. Like they could lose literally three yeah. more games and the Lions. No, yeah, the Lions just, are five no. and seven. We're we're ten and two. Literally, yeah. Yeah, that, literally, that's all they can just do. Flip like that, and that's not that's not gonna no, happen. It's so, not gonna happen. Focused on the one seat. Yeah, and but I mean I I agree with you. I don't know how actually feasible that is. And, you know, it actually might benefit the Vikings really to ultimately have the two seed if it ultimately because like Dallas is going to get put in a weird spot this year because they're probably again, they're probably the second best team in the NFC and that might stand as record wise, but they might have the five seed. Right. And so that would put them against like Tampa Bay. So there is like a chance like if they go and beat Tampa Bay because Tampa Bay probably will win the South and they'll probably have the worst record out of any division winner. There is a chance that the Cowboys and Eagles would face each other in the playoffs before the Vikings would even have to face either one of them. Very true. And that would be extremely beneficial. Again, it's the NFL playoffs. You got to go beat somebody eventually. Exactly. You can't rely on luck or matchups. You just got to go accept who your opponent is, and you got to go punch them in the mouth, or they're going to punch you in the mouth. So, And and I'm, and once the playoffs come, I'm really not going to – I don't know about you guys. I'm not going to fret too much about who the Vikings are going to play. Right now, as it currently stands, they are slated to play the Seahawks. We got obviously host that game as the division yeah, see, winners. I, I, I hate that. You don't like that, huh? No. How come? Of all, of all the teams, G, G, hey, they wrote him off, but he ain't right back. You know? <laughs> yeah. Geno Smith. Yeah. He's good. Been, he's been cooking. He's been yeah. cooking this season. He's proved me wrong. I thought they were going to be bad. Um, he proved the uh, U.S. Tennis Association or whatever. I don't know if you guys ever saw that beef like way back during the off season. <laughs> like somebody, mm, don't somebody, know. somebody chirped. Somebody chirped like the U.S. Open, and then the U.S. Tennis Association like went back after this guy who replied to Sports Center and was like, 
because he had like a eagle or I'm sorry, not an eagles, but a Seahawks like p- profile mm-hmm. picture. And he goes, imagine like calling us not a sport when you're about to watch either Drew Locke or Geno Smith this season. <laughs> like, it was beautiful. Ooh, it was this tremendous. Yikes! But, uh, but yeah, now you uh, cold and eating their words because Geno Smith's been cooking. Kenneth yes. Walker is electric. Oh, he's hurt though. I, now he might be hurt. That's a problem for them. I mean, is he out for the rest of the year though? I don't, I, I don't know, but I know he was knocked out earlier that Rams game. I, I will or, say this, even though I, I agree with AJ, I, the matchup is really, I think it it would be a shootout because the Seahawks have one of the worst defenses in the league, mm-hmm. just like the Vikings do statistically. Um, like you said, Gino is, and the weapons, know. the weapons exactly. from DK, like, Tyler Lockett, like he's got guys to throw the football to. Mm-hmm. As long he's got as Pete Carroll's on the sideline smacking that gum, I mean, they got life. Yes, but their schedule, I did happen to check their schedule. Their yeah. schedule coming up is kind of brutal. I mean, I think they got to play, the. if I'm not mistaken, I think it was like the Chiefs mm. and the 49ers and the Bengals. Are, like, they have a tough, I think, I forget what their next opponent is. Uh, I remember looking at it earlier today thinking, okay, Seattle's. they'll win their, yes. I'm like, they'll win their next game. But I think after that, it was like, yo, their schedule is tough. They may look. miss the playoffs and the Vikings may end up seeing, like, oh. the commanders. In the, I in would the rather round. have the commanders. I would, too. Or the Giants. Or the Giants. Yeah. Either or. Especially after that tie this week between those two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Uh, yeah, no. Um. The Seahawks, they got the Panthers this upcoming week. So that's the W. So that the, was the one I was like, they probably win. Should be. Then Niners. Then yeah. Chiefs. You were right. Mm-hmm. Then they got the Jets. They they host the Jets, but then they wrap up with the Rams. And, like, it is so, I mean, it's totally explainable. But it's just so weird to see the Rams be this bad. So weird to see a reigning Super oh, Bowl champ be this bad. But that's what you get when you give up all of your first round picks for one Super Bowl title. I probably would have done the same too. For, just for a Super Bowl, yeah. I mean, hey, you, you do what you got to do. Hey, I've, ne- I've never had one around here. I'd take it. Yeah, I'd take it. All right, so um, should we just get right into this Lions game right now? Getting the nitty gritty of it. Um, so we'll start with the line because I like starting with the betting line. Uh, it's Lions minus two and a half, gentlemen. Kind of a similar situation, maybe to the Cowboys game. Maybe people thinking like the Lions what? are favored to win this game. The Lions are favored to win this the game, game. In, in Detroit. It's in Detroit. Uh, Mom spaghetti, and so <laughs> over under this is fifty one and a half. This should be. I mean, these are the two lowest. Um, how should I put that? I think they give up the most yards. These two, even they give up the most yards in the entire NFL. Mm-hmm. So that over under mm-hmm. is totally justifiable. But yeah, no, the money. Yeah, Vegas is uh, favoring the Lions in this game. Maybe looking at how a little bit the Lions' momentum they've built up over the last couple of weeks. They've won a bunch of games. Their only loss lately was a pretty damn good one to the Buffalo Bills there a couple of weeks ago on Thanksgiving. And they so maybe what was that? They should have won that game. Yeah, they yeah, probably should have. have. They, they, they yeah. probably should have beat the Eagles, too, in week one. Eh, no, it wasn't going to happen. <laughs> it just wasn't going to happen. Okay. <laughs> but they've had some other ones. That, again, the Lions are weird. They uh, had a shootout with Seattle. We were just talking about them. They got shut out, I think, 29 nothing to the Patriots at one point. And so the Lions are weird, but they're riding hot right now, guys. So um, I don't know if – is this a trap game? Is, is, is Can you call a division point, rival a trap game? Or this, can you even call it a trap game when you're not even favored to win? At this point in the season, there should be no trap games. There there should be no trap game. You are competing for – you're too co- close to the postseason. You're too close to getting the one seed to to overlook anyone. The Lions are winning a lot of games recently, and they're, they're playing good football. They're putting up points. 
this there there is no such thing as a trap game. You are you are literally two games out of the number one seed. Mm-hmm. You, you the, no, I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't think so. I think you need to handle business the rest of this season and and finish as with the one seed if you can. Yeah, I think that's mm-hmm. what you need to do. Hmm? Yeah, the line here opened up. I want to say it was a one point favorite or yes, I, I'm seeing two points on what I'm looking at, but I know it opened up at one point and then it shifted now to two and a half points in favor of Detroit, which is mm-hmm. interesting because that means like after it opened the public then put more money on the lions and then they adjusted it for that. Mm-hmm. So more people think that this is going to be, you know, originally I, you know, one point is like a pick them essentially because you're, mm-hmm. you, you, I think the Vikings like in a neutral setting are probably favored, but then they tack on, I think they, the, the rule of thumb is like three points for whatever teams at home. So in a sense, like the Vikings were actually like two point favorites and then that swings to a one, but now it's just, I, I'm confused. I, I'm, I'm confused as to how people think that you got to remember the lions, they're looking good right now but they just faced the Jaguars and you're not gonna, like, you're not going to put what, what were they going to, they, they didn't punt. They didn't punt a single time. They had eight wow. drives. They scored on every single drive. You're Damn. not doing that against any other team. You're just not, you're punting. No. <laughs> yeah. And I think the Jaguars might have a better defense than us or turning the ball over because no. the Vikings, even though their defense is giving up a lot of yards, they do create turnovers. Mm-hmm. They, they do get the ball back to the offense. Yes. Well, so, the Jaguars like no showed is what my yes. like what my recon has has said. So, <laughs> like, if, if, you're not going to be able to do that. I th- I I think it's free money <laughs> to just go ahead and take the take the the Vikings. Mm-hmm. I would even say go with the, just the 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 money line, just pick them straight up to win because it's going to be better odds and your better payout. But um, that's it, it. That's wild to me. That's wild to me that it opened up as a one point in favor of Detroit. I know it's on the road, but ah, it's just so weird. And you'd, you'd have to factor in like, this is the first time in like what feels like 20 years that the lions are on the up and Dan Campbell has really rallied these troops and what a season Jamal Williams has had. I think he has probably mm-hmm. more one, one yard rushing touchdowns than anybody else in the history of the <laughs> NFL. Seriously. Maybe, maybe he loves it. But, um, Amon Ross and Brown is great. Mm-hmm. Jared Goff is showing that, you know, he's able to do it, not under Sean McVay, which I'm happy for him because that's a terrible situation to just, you know, you get swapped out for a guy like Matthew Stafford, who isn't bad, but, you know, in a sense, arguably a similar quarterback, but just a different dynamic of like skill. Um, but yeah, no, good, good for him. And then now he doesn't have TJ Hawkinson. So uh, this is going to be, that's, that's a storyline to watch. I think too, that I haven't seen mm-hmm. for some reason, a lot of people come up maybe because maybe we haven't seen that dominant TJ Hawkinson game where he has like, 10 catches for 85 plus yards and a touchdown or two or whatever. It seems like he's been very subtly involved in the offense thus far. Yeah. A lot of like under routes that are taking, you know, DBs away from other areas to open up space for um, like a KJ or an Adam Thielen or JJ. But um, I, I don't, I, I think it's hard to say the Vikings are the underdog here just because they are a better offense. I would say they have a better defense. It's hard to say slightly. 
but I'm giving like imagine like fishing line. That's how slight of an edge yeah. I'm giving the defense here. It's pretty close, but the offense is better. So on paper, I don't really care about the home field advantage thing because Ford field, you know, Detroit, they're rabid. I get it. It's Detroit, but I, I got a feeling with just like the confidence and just the, the, the 10 and two feeling it's a different Vikings team. If this was a Mike Zimmer led team. Yeah. I say, I get it. Put the money on Detroit, but I feel like Kevin O'Connell has really changed this culture, this, uh, this environment of Minnesota Vikings franchise. And they have a different, they have a different attitude that they bring into the, the, uh, you know, the complex each and every day. So mm-hmm. going into Detroit, I like the Vikings um, uh, before we do predictions, I'll let you guys share your, your thoughts, but I'll, I'll pay off the tease. I'm going to go Vikings for my <laughs> Oh, good, good tease. I like that. Um, so we are recording this on Wednesday, December 7th. Did you guys see the injury report today? This might be a reason no. why he, here's all the DNPs for the Vikings today with an undisclosed illness. CJ Ham, first of all, no CJ Ham, forget about it. You might as well not even go to Detroit if you don't have ham bone. But here's what gets dicey. Uh, Here's where it gets dicey. Here's who else didn't practice today. Pat P, Harrison Smith, and Daniil Hunter. Now, limited participants were Garrett Bradbury and Christian Derrissaw. I mentioned earlier that Derrissaw is actually tracking to play this week, which is good because, you know, having two concussions like that, so close together, not very fun. Speaking of concussions, Noah Caleb Evans this week. Uh, turns out he's had three concussions since the Bears game. Mm. Uh, wow. And that's not good. So he needs to take as much time as possible to get healthy, however long that is. Um, obviously, that sucks because he's one of our cornerbacks and he's been playing really good. Um, but, you know, obviously, take care of yourself. Cam Dantzler is... Tracking to play this week. They did take him off IR as, as well as Ty Chandler. You guys remember the name Ty Chandler? One of our favorite preseason guys? Yes. Man, I would really like to see him get a snap in this game if possible. I doubt he will because he's just coming back. I don't know if he'll probably be designated to the practice squad. Um, but the Lions are dealing with some issues too. Um, some guys that didn't practice for them today are two other starting offensive linemen. Frank Ragnow, who I believe is a Minnesota guy if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. and uh, Taylor Decker. Uh, Ragnow's dealing with a foot and uh, Taylor Decker is dealing with... Um, Looks like an elbow issue. So, are these for the Vikings? Are some of these rest days for them, or are these it, like it, I it think says? It, it says it, illness, so there might be that, something going through the locker yeah, room right that now. That tells me some guys didn't get a flu shot. Which, if you haven't yet, it's not too late, everybody. No, you know the flu yeah. stinks. But you AD, you know, yeah. just, way just off topic. Topic. now. I, now no, I don't think good. it's but, COVID. I don't think it's COVID because, like, not. I know that the no, NFL doesn't did, have did. like any COVID protocols anymore. I just don't know, like, to what extent. They even disclose or like they announce like because obviously players have had COVID this season, right? They have, but I you don't they really have like hear about it. Certain, they have to announce it in a certain way. So okay. the fact that they just There's, say illness because they would have to say like COVID nineteen protocol or something like that. Right. Um, I believe still. So yeah. I th- this tells me that one, two, three, four guys have the flu, and those one, two, three, four, five that were DNPs today probably were just at home either on the toilet or in bed. <laughs> You know, like, yeah. and it's Wednesday. You play, you, pl- you, pl- you, you play, you play on Sunday. You're gonna get that all out of your system. I gotta imagine if I'm putting money down on it, all of those guys that are listed with an illness are gonna be just fine. Come kickoff, you know. I hope. I or mean, obviously, play. Yeah. I think at least they'll play. I mean, obviously, yeah. the big tell will be tomorrow. 
And obviously, you know, that doesn't do us a whole lot too, guys. We're recording this tonight. But if it shows up that, I mean, if these guys are still out, that's fine. But if more guys pop up with illnesses, then that mm-hmm. is, then that's obviously, then that's obviously an issue. So this, if, that, if a, there's any reason that I can organization, they're not going to go in there and share the same cup with everybody. You hey, know, dude, remember when? Hey, remember when the mumps went through NHL locker rooms that one time? Crap like this can happen, you know what I mean? Once, once they <laughs> they know how big each and every game is. You know, it's an 82 game season in the NHL. You're traveling and all this stuff. You have a week in between games, and for in this case, the Vikings had that like mini buy because they played on mm-hmm. uh, on third or what? Yeah, Thursday. Yeah. So they're they're gonna be fine. It's uh no not not third. That was the thanksgiving game but um you have a week in between games so you're you're gonna be fine it's they're gonna take precautions everybody's gonna get scheduled and you know that's what the medical staff training staff is for they're gonna make sure guys are good they're not gonna let you go out there and run yourself ragged if you got a fever of 102 or whatever so Mm -hmm. yeah so i mean if there's any i I, that's just one possible explanation for why the line moved but honestly i just i just wonder if people just like the lions because they've got a high flying offense right now they put up i mean sure it's the jaguars they put up 40 points on on them though it just and i just honest to god it people like i said earlier people aren't going to trust kirk until the playoffs no matter what no matter what doesn't matter if the division's clinched or not even though it essentially is it's just that's that's the benchmark for everyone Probably even for a lot of Vikings fans, too. Like, it's not really going to matter. Like, sure, like, Kirk might be having a statistically down year, but it's not going to really matter to a lot of people. All unless, I would have, to, uh, I have yeah. to say to Vikings fans is please don't let that, because the playoffs has not happened yet. So please don't let that get in the way of you enjoying a 10-2 and two season right oh, now. Oh, and I'm not one, I mean? and, like, and I'm not oh one of those, dude. I know you're not. This I'm just is gravy general, for me. Like, yeah. I, I think this is gravy for me at this point because I think my record prediction for the at the beginning of the season was like ten and seven. Yeah. We're at those ten wins right now. So anything after this, I'm like, okay, fine with me. Fine with me. So. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So um should we should we put our money where our mouth is? Yes, sir. I'm struggling with this, man. Uh, your so, so wait 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 I'll let you call it. Yeah. Do you want us to go first or do you want to go first because you're the one with the best record? Um. I'll go first. Okay. I'll go first. I, I think best record should go first. Okay. I think that's just pressure's on, man. You got to feel the pressure a little bit. That's but I'll, I'll admit right now, I am struggling with this game because I remember with the Cowboys game, I looked at that line with the Cowboys favored, and that was a smaller line than this one. The Cowboys were less favored than the than the Lions were, and and so I'm just kind of wondering, like, oh. Am I going to fall into this trap again where I'm thinking like, ah, Vegas, what are you talking about? You know, the Vikings have five more wins than the Lions. Like, come on. We're even though we have our struggles on offense and definitely on defense, it's still the Lions. They have the potential to bomb. But mm, I think I'm going to learn my lesson this week. I I think I'm going to learn my lesson this week and I think I'm going to have to trust Vegas. And I think. I am going to have to pick the Detroit Lions in this game. Really? Um, it will be a high-scoring affair. Again, I said last week I'm pretty sure the Vikings are going to give up at least 20 points in every single one of their games moving forward. So far, I've been proven right about that, even though I didn't think really the Jets were uh, much of a high— which, by the way, my opinion of that has changed just watching that team. By the way, like Garrett Wilson is a stud, and once Brees Hall gets back they're, from injury, they're, they're, they're going to be great— team. Just don't let Zach Wilson ever back on the field ever. 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 Again, go to Joe Flacco before you go back to him. Uh, anyway, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick the lines in this game, guys. It's still gonna be high scoring affair. I'm still gonna probably make sure I get oh hit hit the over on that because it was fifty one and a half. Um, 
So two and a half lions. I'm going to, I'm going to extrapolate that out by doubling it to five. I'm going to think of the lions are going to win by five points. I'm going to say final score is going to be 30 to 25 Detroit. Wow. Putting that nine to three on the line. Oh, the comment section ain't gonna like that this no, week. No, they not. Oh, I mean, they gonna call fire you. Jason's ass. Man, do it now. Call you every name. I mean, I didn't call every name under the book now. Oh, so it's like, oh, well, comes with well the territory. Just, it does come We're with the famous territory. now. I guess really. so. I have two hundred Twitter followers. <laughs> AJ, you want me to go or you want to take it? I'll let you go. I'll let you go. Okay. Um, this one is kind of tough for me, only because. You know, lately I've been picking against the Vikings, and I ain't been writing a long time picking against Minnesota. You know what I mean? I, I'm kind of, I'm kind of looking at that seven and five. I ain't feeling that, man. You know what I mean? I need, I need to get somebody who's right. You know? And so, in all seriousness, I'm like, damn, lost again, golly. Nah. But anyway, I say all that to say, um, it's hard for me to not trust the Vikings at this point in this type of game with so much on the line. I think the, the the Lions are going to put up points. I think that's just inevitable. I think just about every team the Vikings play, they're going to put up points because they give up so many yards. Every team that gets in the red zone is not going to go one of six. It's, it's just not going to happen. And they got a guy, and you know Jamal Williams, that could punch it in from the one, the two, the three, wherever. And so <laughs> that makes it tough. So I, I do think the Lions, they're on a little high streak. They're on the roll offensively. They're putting up points. But I think the Vikings offensively is just as hot. You know, I called them dominant this past week. I still think they are putting up the amount of points that they put up on the Patriots and on the Jets in back-to-back weeks, 33-27. I just think that it'll be more of the same in this week's matchup against the Lions. I think there's too much on the line from the standpoint of, like, you're trying to secure the one seed in the NFC and ensure that the road to the Super Bowl comes through Minnesota. And so I think Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson have a day. Um, I'm picking the Vikings to win this game. Again, I think it's going to be very high scoring. I got the Vikings somewhere around 34. Ooh. No, I'll go 35 Ooh. to 28. Mm-hmm. The Lions will have an opportunity to, sure. to get a, get an end zone at the end. And just like we've seen all season long, here comes a Patrick Peterson interception at the Ooh. end to seal the deal. Ooh. Nice. like the little twist at the end there. Yes, sir. There you go. All right. Um, I'm first off looking forward to – the facebook comment I, I that was the first one i've, I've actually opened up i go i never go on facebook i hate facebook <laughs> i really yeah. don't either i don't so look at score north because posts. i open up and it's somebody that it because of like my my past you know i've had it since i was like eight years old it's like some person i don't recollect ever talking to once in my life and like in, in person and then underneath that is some video of some lady pouring nachos on her countertop or something like that i'm like why is this here i don't get yeah, it that's it's a weird trend <laughs> yeah i don't get that those tabletop <laughs> meals that people do like they do that with like spaghetti and meatballs too and stuff mm. like that they put tinfoil on the counter and they just it, it looks like everybody's sticking their forks in it and at the same time it's disgusting especially uh, the worst kids. part, the worst part with all those is that the meat never has any color it's all mm. so it's a kirk cousins uh product then they take it from the store and they sorry. immediately start cooking it. They don't, no love. Anyways, they, uh, the, the Vikings are going to win this game. I, I already <laughs> said that. I'm going to stick with my, my, my tease earlier. They're going to win this game. Uh, it's kind of same with artists. I went against them last week and I, that I'm not, I, that's because I was nervous. I'm not as nervous <laughs> yeah. this week. It's the, it's the Lions. 
it's the Lions, you know? It, with they're, not, they're not, they're not going to lose to that the Lions. That earlier. <laughs> that, that, you know why? Because they were working out the kinks with this new offense, and Kirk was Kirk. Kirk wasn't fully Kirk Thuggins. He wasn't Kirk O'Chains at this point. It was not Kirk O'Chains. He, he was pre-evolved form. He was Kirk the front, uh, the front desk clerk at Coles. He was he was Kirk the clerk. Kirk yeah, the clerk. Exactly. <laughs> he was Kirk Coupon. He, he was out here clipping co- coupons, trying to get like buy I bet one. He still get does one. that. He's a millionaire. Oh, what's your prediction, AJ? (laughs) It's smart, though. Vikings are win. What's the score? Biggest thing I'm worried about is they're they're going to commit to the run. It's going to be a it's going to be that two hundred monster, DeAndre Swift, Jamal Williams, and then they're going to suck the defense in. And then, oh, hey, look at that! They're going to air one out for like forty yards to Amon Ross St. Brown. I think that they're going to shut that down eventually and they're going to limit them enough, but it is going to be an absolute shootout. It's going to be pure warfare. I've got 31, 28 Vikings. 31, 28. All right. So, uh, artist, you had 35, 28 Vikings, AJ, 31, 28 Vikings. And I will go against the green this week. I'm fine with it. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm just, I'm choosing and I might be wrong. Might be wrong. I'm just, I'm just choosing to listen to Vegas on this one just this time because I got burned bad. We all like, got burned. We all bad got burned week. bad. That but, was uh, awful. This is going to be a good game. Really, really will be. So I, and yeah, DeAndre Swift is getting back into form too. He had a really good game. I mean, Jamal Williams is great, but uh, yeah, if he's back to normal, then uh, watch out. And um. Is their rookie going to end up playing the rookie wide receiver, Jameson Williams? What's his like, situation? Oh, you guys remember him? I think he is. I know that. Weird. That is okay. a threat. Well, I don't know. Not enough to change yet? my prediction, but that's a threat. Okay. I mean, uh, I don't he know. He hasn't how... played yet, but it, that's a guy that in college he was like a, he reminded me a lot of like a Tariq Hill, just mm. a little taller. Just that breakaway speed is yeah. incredible. So if he's yeah. playing, I don't know. And, and mind you, mind you, mind you, the Vikings traded back in the draft with Detroit to take um, Jamison Williams at that selection. What was it, at 12 or something? The Vikings had like 12. And, this and then offense, they traded with Detroit. Been, that would have been so crazy in this offense. Might've My been. gosh. Might have been. I mean, there's still time to sign Odell. But I, he's not going to come here. He's going to go to the Cowboys, the Giants, Speaking of Cowboys, or what? Not to talk about them for a hot oh. second, but I mean, what? Odell met with the, the Bills, and he met with the Giants, and then he meets with the Cowboys, and nothing's said after the meeting after the Gi- with the Giants and the Bills. But as soon as he meets with Dallas, now this reports comes out about Odell's medical, and he won't be ready to X, Y, Z. And it's like, oh, well, we, we all knew that after ACL tear is going to take you – yeah. Nine to twelve months to recover yeah. from the ACL. This was so, about the time people were expecting him back. But it's like Dallas. Like I mean, of course the Cowboys had to be the team to like leak that information. Like, oh, he's not ready yet. It's like it's almost like a smear job, almost yeah. in a way to kind of like interesting. Just, you know, or, but, it, hey, might, or it might be a smokescreen by Dallas. Throw out a little faux injury report to get other teams disinterested, so they can have him for himself. The other two teams are I'm telling you they they saw the same medical report, and the offers I'm sure are still on the table. Eagles aren't interested. Who's the, I, I've heard rumors. Um, I, I haven't heard much. I've, I've, I've heard, heard his name not today, linked at all. Today I've heard rumors uh, to okay. Philadelphia, but it was like one reporter came out and was like, "Last year I told you to watch out for the Rams." This year, right now, I'm telling you to watch out for Philly. And I'm not, I love Odell. I'm not sure how I feel about that fit. But I don't think he's, he's – I don't believe he's going to Philly. I think no. I personally – just my wild guess. This is off yeah. topic to be talking mm-hmm. about Odell. But I think mm-hmm. he's going to go to New York. 
Back home? I think he's going to mm. go back home. I think that's low-key where he wants to be. I think he sees the potential in that football team. They're 7-4-1 and one at this <laughs> point. Got a great head coach that's coaching yeah. pretty good. Got a solid okay. defense that is injury that's hurt right now, but when they were on the field, they were playing really good ball. Still got Saquon, and I think that with him coming back at, with the timeline he's coming back with, by the time he's back, if they make the postseason or not, he may or may not play. But I think the emphasis and the focus is on recovering this offseason and coming back when Daniel Jones is not there. Oh, you think he's as good as gone? I think much. Daniel Jones is gone this offseason. I think they he didn't, they didn't trade, pick up the they, option, right? They didn't pick up. They didn't mm. pick up the option. So I think right. he's gone. I think Odell knows that. I think he's going to have. There's going to be a new quarterback in New York, and I think Odell is going to want to slide into mm. what's already pre- pretty much built and try to see what he can do in New York. That's mm. that is my hot take of the day. I, I think everybody's that. like Dallas, and everybody's like Buffalo. I think he wants to be back in New York. That's just my. That's take. where he's going to get the most love. I believe so. And I think Odell likes him some love. Yes, he does. <laughs> I mean, I think that's one of the biggest reasons why he's thinking about going to Dallas. Yeah. Because Dallas has been. When, when he's not oh standing gosh, on an NFL but... sideline, he's back on campus at LSU. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so there you, there you, you know go. what I mean? That's my hot take, though. So if he ends up with mm-hmm. the Giants, no. Well, I was one of the people that said it first. Well, I love that hot take. Uh, if you don't mind, uh, we transition the conversation to a little bit to the Timberwolves. Uh, Maybe Artis has some hot takes about the basketball squad here in town. Um up and down week to say the least. It started off really hot, guys, with a home win against Memphis Grizzlies and a healthy Grizzlies team at that. John Moran was playing in that game. Uh, was T there? Was T hanging out with Cat's uh, Cat's dad for that game courtside? I believe, I believe. so. I believe. He okay, was. Yeah, those believe two he are was. those two are best friends. They I, are. They I are. love Cat's dad. I like Cat's dad more than I like Cat. <laughs> hey, I get that. I yeah. get that. So that was impressive. And you know what, artists? We were talking about maybe you know. You know, maybe the cat injury, sure, you're going to lose a lot of statistical output, but maybe there might be some, you know, silver linings with all this. And, you know, you beat the Grizzlies at home, 109-101. You're like, okay, great. Things look good so far. But then you drop that one to OKC just a few days later, 135-128. And it just kind of felt like, all right, any good you really did in the Grizzlies game, you may have just undone with the Thunder. Now, sure, the Thunder are a little bit better this season. It seems like Shea is finally, like, not only just like coming into his own as a player, but now being embraced as a le- throughout the league. I think Shea Gil- 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 Gilgis, right? I, I Shea with Gilgis too. Alexander. Yes. Say that five just times fast. SGA. Just, SGA. That's what I said. That no, works just, for me. That works I for me. I struggle with it too, honestly. Yeah. So, yeah, just a kind of another up and down week for the Wolves. Um, right now, they've got a 99 94 lead over the Pacers with about seven minutes left in the fourth quarter. Again, we're recording this on December 7th. It's a Wednesday. Hopefully they can get the W in that one. But still, mm-hmm. I just, not enough happened this week, I think, artists, really for us to get a true vibe of what this Timberwolves team is going to be in Cat's absence. And there hasn't been any, like, updates or anything about how much lengthier it's going to be. It's just been literally a single week. Um, they've tread water. That's really it. And maybe, I mean, maybe that's as best as we can expect from this team without Cat. I don't know. What do you think? Well, I mean, the the Thunder game, well, first, the Grizz game again. That was a pretty big win over a team that beat you in the postseason last year, mm-hmm. and a team that is going to be, you know, a pretty high, a pretty highly seeded team in the Western Conference again this year. So I, that was an impressive win, especially without Cat. 
Um, Wendell Moore Jr., man, his defense on John Morant all game was good. Where's he it been all season? Solid. I'm just saying he's been hanging out in Iowa a lot, and he may have been, need to be up sure. here a little earlier. Uh, That's okay. Sure. He's like he a second-round pick. His, his, him matching up with, with, with Ja was pretty impressive, mm-hmm. and I think he's a guy that you can kind of maybe throw at the best guard, potentially. Um, I don't want to say that for every game because it may have been a fluke-like game defensively, but I liked what I saw. I liked the tenacity. Um, I liked him just being in Ja's grill as much as he could, and he made it hard on Ja um, in that basketball game. So I like what I saw. I Obviously, you know, that boy Ant went crazy in the fourth quarter yes. in that game and closed him out. Mm. The game against the Thunder was kind of weird for me, though, because I wasn't I didn't leave that game. You know, a lot of these games that the Wolves lose when they give up 135 points or 142, however much they give up every now and then mm-hmm. or somewhere in that range. A lot of times I'm upset after those kind of losses, but I wasn't too mad about this one because I saw a level of tenacity on the defensive side and offensive side mm-hmm. that said they wanted to win that game. Like, they they played hard. But SGA, I mean, that boy's a baller, man. He has yeah. some tough shots. He's Giddy hit some, stripes this year. some very tough shots as well down the stretch of that game. They were in that game. It just kinda, the line. Yeah, it just kind of got away from them in the fourth quarter. My biggest complaint, I would say, from that game is – just because Anthony Edwards is being denied the basketball does not mean that he shouldn't touch the ball for that possession. Mm-hmm. That's what teams are going to do, especially now without Cat on the floor. They're going to try to prevent Ant from touching the ball in crucial moments in, in games. Yeah. If you're down 7, if you're down 10, if you're down 8, 5, however much it is, and it's late in the game, you need to find a way to get him the football, whether it be somebody <laughs> setting the screen for him, whether it be him fighting a little harder through getting denied the ball, whether he has to literally run up to D'Lo and say, give me the – however it needs to be done – yeah. Get him the basketball, you sure. know, because at the end of the day, if teams know all we got to do is deny Ant the ball when it matters most, he's not going to touch it. That's what teams are going to do. And right now, you need Ant to be the best player on the floor every night in order to win these basketball games. I think maybe an issue, too, because obviously the, the elephant in the room with the Thunder game is that Gobert got ejected earlier yes. in that game. He only played nine minutes. And I think maybe the issue in that is that the Wolves maybe undercompensated and stayed too small the rest of the game because Jay McDaniels only played 18 minutes in that game. Yeah. And I don't, I don't, I mean, sure. He, okay. Was, he, he was, was, um, was he was a minus 22 of, though. Was, wasn't so, he like, fresh off of like an illness or something like that though? Or I, I, don't, I don't remember. Okay. okay I, okay. I don't remember. Honestly, the problem with having really good Vikings football right now is that the Timberwolves and the Wild have taken such a backseat to Dude, things right now. I have to like, full I, disclosure. I yeah. have to go back. I have to go I back and watch film sometimes. sometimes I know me too. Not all the time, but I got to go back and watch film on the Wolves. Because I know football been, is hitting right now. Right, Just like saying. right now, we have a wonderful opportunity that the Wild and the Timberwolves are live right now as we're recording this. But I just have had a hard time catching live sports so far this year. I don't know what my problem is. Anyway, back to this game. Um. So I'm not really sure with, with McDaniels there, but still, you, you'd think, though, with Gobert being out, they would have kept him in there. I mean, sure, they left Nas Reed in for 30 minutes. Kyle Anderson played for 30 minutes. Even Jordan McLaughlin played for 24. Got your usual 23 from Jalen Noel. Um, but yeah, Wendell Moore was really encouraging. I want him to see, I want to play, see him play a little bit more, even though, you know, I'm not looking for a ton on him offensively, even though he does have a pretty good field goal percentage shooting so far. And, you know, he did make at least one three pointer in that Thunder game. So, you know, I don't know what his long term range might be, but we'll, we'll see about that. But um, I yeah. like what I see from yeah. him so far. Yeah, I, I like what I see. He hasn't played a lot this season, but he has stepped in and he's played decent. Mm-hmm. He's he's played better, especially especially defensively, better than I expected him to. Um, yeah. So I, I do like what I've seen from him. I'm really I've been loving 
uh, McLaughlin, man. J-Mac, I've been loving yeah, he's how awesome. he's been playing the game. And I think we've been talking about him almost every other show. He's been balling, man. Mm-hmm. Like It might not always start, show up on the, on the stat sheet, but he's always a plus in the, in the plus-minus category. He's always facilitating well. His defense isn't too shabby. He's hitting shots from the outside now. Playing good basketball, man. He's playing good basketball. So I I, I do what I, like what I'm seeing from him at the moment. But mm-hmm. you know what I'm really happy about right now, too? What is that? If this currently still holds Ant's field goal percentage tonight, right now he is 10 of 22, 45%. That'll be seven straight games now where he shot at least 41% from the field. We've been talking about him developing consistency with his field goal percentage. I'm seeing that right now. There's well, still 20, probably a little 20, bit left 40, to beat. Yeah, 41 is kind of like, it's okay. But, it, but at least he's not putting up these 33s, these 38s, these 33s, these 35s, these 38s, these other, this other yeah. 38 that I'm seeing that I'm going down the game log right here for him. That's fair. It's, it's, it may not, it will left to be desired for sure because we want him at 45 plus, right? Mm-hmm. We want him at 45 plus no matter what. And we want his three-point shooting, I'd say, at 35 plus. Right? Yeah. 35 Wait, plus you said what, what, what field goal? 35%. Percent. For what percentage? Three-pointers. Three three po- yeah. yeah. If you can even get that up a tick, like 36, 37. I'll I know take, you kind of creep it into yeah, I'll I mean, right. 40, I mean, but I, I just don't you, think that's sound. No, yeah. That's once, sound. once you, once you yeah. creep into that 36, 37, 38, now you're starting he's to creep f- into that like elite level shooter. Right. I don't think he's that. But no. I mean, he's at 34 right now. He's at 34, 34 and a half right now. He can creep up there. He can creep up there. His field, his, he needs to be better at free throws, though. His free throw percentage is down by like whole like five or 10%. Yeah. I don't know why. Shout that out is. to But anyway, uh, but still, I'm really happy, though, that I'm seeing consistency in the scoring at least. Mm-hmm. And he's still doing all the other things, still mixing in a couple rebounds, assists, and stuff like that. But at least I'm not seeing these chuck him up games yeah, that yeah. we've seen with ants over the last seven and seven's a pretty decent chunk of a season i'm just gonna say so. yeah i do want to give a shout out to Jalen noel too man like, yeah, he's really always. becoming one of my favorite players for the wolves man he's mm-hmm. just he's a baller he's a high flyer you know he can hit shots from the outside he had what looked like 21 points in the game against the thunder even though they lost just playing really good basketball hit two threes um six to 13 from the field Six or I'm sorry, three rebounds, two assists, just an overall solid game. It's just he has these flashes, man, where he just he stands out to me, man. Remember at the start of the season, I'm like, man, he could maybe go for six man of the year. And I don't yeah. know if he's that's still no. gonna happen, but I mean he he just shows flashes. He had well, twenty four in the game against the Grizz, you know, so yep. twenty four or five rebounds, 20, two assists, yep. two yep. steals. Yep. Like he he he's flashing before us right now. And yeah. I think not a lot of attention has been put on him because of the stars that are here in the city now. But shout out to him, man. He he is a baller and he is a X Factor right now. X Factor that they need right now, especially without Cat. They need as much uh, offensive firepower as they can get and I think he's I think he's doing his yeah. part these last couple games. Yeah, he's, he's he's doing his part. He's doing exactly what we've been asking him to. Um yeah, th- that's the thing with Jalen. He's getting he's quietly just gone about his business all season long. Mm-hmm. You mentioned those flashes. He's done everything J- J- and that's a problem. Like Jalen's done everything we've asked him, but there's just been so many other issues with this team yeah. that his shine is a little bit faded a little bit, which is not his fault whatsoever. It's just there's obviously just been a lot other storylines uh, with this team um, right now. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens moving forward. Uh, this Pacers game still looking a little iffy. Well, it's got a four-point lead right now. It's still kind of anybody's ball game. But then uh, it's it's out west. Uh, they go out to Utah. They go out. This is so weird. The NBA is still doing this where they have 
back-to-back games at the same location. They play in Portland on Saturday and then again on Monday. Mm. It's They did that during COVID for scheduling reasons, which right. made sense, but they're still doing that now, and I don't know why. And I'm actually looking farther down the schedule. They're doing the same thing when Dallas comes to town um, later on in December. Dallas plays on the 19th here and then again here on the 21st. Very, very strange. Anyway, so... I'm um, not mad at it, though. You get to sleep in yeah. the same place. You don't have to travel. So, yeah. you know, there's some perks to it. But it is it is a little awkward. Yes. It's a little weird. But we'll, we'll see what this what the stretch is. Because Portland's had a little bit of a renaissance this season. And very much needed because Dame Lillard was probably going to probably going to be traded at this deadline if they didn't actually get their stuff together. Yes. So they're they're going to be a tough team to beat as always and I don't think the Wolves have ever had really a great record out in Portland anyway. Utah's yeah. pesky as well. Um watch out for man, boy Anthony Simons, man. Oh my gosh. He, yeah. And he is serious. He and, is serious. And he, he is a got a bad and he got a bad rap because he went and didn't he do like the G League thing or something? Didn't I he like totally so. avoid college and he got like he was like a later first round pick because of that. I believe and it's just so. Like, mm. But no, like that's one guy in that matchup. They see him in a couple in a couple days. Mm-hmm. That matchup, man. You guys mm-hmm. are gonna have to deal with that. That's all I'm gonna say. They got to deal with Anthony Simons back to back games. That's gonna be yeah. He is a, he is a problem, right? He and I and problem. I do expect. I mean, it, it's it's always tough to beat a team back to back games no matter what. So I would expect probably like the Wolves to pull out one of those games at least. Um, but if it, it's it's gonna be tough. It it really will be tough because I think now we're gonna really see just what missing cat is gonna feel like, especially now if you get on the road. Because then you go to L.A., then you go to Oklahoma City before you come back home for just a little bit, and then you're back on the road again. So right. that that's where the test will really come in. Um, obviously, you know you should take care of business against Indiana here. Utah's obviously exceeding significant amount of expectations. Danny Ainge has actually put together a pretty good team there as it turned out and may have fleeced the Timberwolves in the process. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens, but uh, just kind of the wolves held serve this week, Artis. They, they, they held serve, which unfortunately I think we've been saying that a lot lately. There was that one pop-up week where they went undefeated and that was really cool. And we thought, okay, here we go. But then cat got hurt. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's just this team. Unfortunately, ours. I think this team is still just waiting for its identity. Yeah, I think so too. And so I, I see. I saw, we are trying to find oh, it for him. And can we address this before we move on to the wild? Yes, please. Rudy Gobert, his comments about the fans. I know you guys. Yeah, heard we forgot about to mention that yeah, last we week. We mentioned that last yeah. week. And then Shaq. I took a, a screenshot because yeah. I don't know if you guys saw Shaq response. No, so yeah, score nor tweeted. It we the, we tweeted about it for sure. Yeah, yep. yeah. Shaq about, called them out. Yep. Shaq called what, them out uh, and told them to go get. Well, go, what'd you say, AJ? Fill me, fill me in. Well, actually, no, don't fill me in. For for the listeners who have no idea what you're talking about, about Rudy Gobert, <laughs> what, what would they need to know about this information? So basically, wasn't Rudy Gobert the, the person that came out and was like, he's, he doesn't like the fans booing, and if you're going to boo, don't come to the games or yes. something along those lines? I can't remember the exact quote, yep, that was him. but I'm paraphrasing. Yep. It was yep, something that along was those him. lines. Yep. And Shaq and- heard those quotes and oh. came out and <laughs> responded to Rudy. And said, and again, we got to understand Shaq is a legend. And I think anytime he's very critical of Big Man. I listen when he speaks. I do. It's Shaquille O'Neal, as we all should. Um, So Shaq Shaq calls him out and says, get 25 rebounds. Get nine blocks. Stop uh, letting people dunk on you. Put someone on your ass (laughs) about that instead of crying to the fans is what Shaq said in response to Rudy. And I couldn't agree more. I also saw um, um, Austin Rivers come out and say, 
um, just stick with us. And then I think after they beat the Grizz, he was like, I told you, just stick with us. We're going to get it. And it's like, that's one game. I, I don't <laughs> like, and, I, and I'll, I'll say this and I'll leave it alone. <laughs> I do not like new players coming to the city of Minnesota or the city of Minneapolis. Get off my lawn. And and addressing, that's funny, <laughs> but like and addressing the fans and like, don't boo us and just stick with us. And I told you, yeah. and it's like, yo, like you don't get this it. is a city that has dealt with a lot is when it comes to sports. Yep. And if you don't want to be booed, play better. Yeah. It is. It is. I think the coach yeah. came out and said that. Hey, I don't. Yeah. I, don't I don't mind it. You got to play better. You got to play better basketball. Rudy's blocks are down this year, man. His rebounds by, by was down too. For a, I don't know if his rebounds are still down, but they were down for a while. I think he got like nineteen boards. Cat or no cat? Cat's not a great rebounder enough to have that justified uh, di- dip in statistical output. Yeah. Just doesn't. Yeah. No. And look, yeah, Rudy, you're you're new around here. Maybe he doesn't really know the history of the other teams here in Minnesota as well, because it goes beyond just the Timberwolves, even though the Timberwolves probably have been the most inept franchise here in town. They certain the other teams have certainly given us their eye or two. Yeah. He's just he probably got a little bit of a history lesson after all that. And also it's just never a good look to call out the fans, especially like especially in, for a fan base this starved that has not had a lot of success. I mean, there's not a fan base in the NBA. That is allowed to boo their team more so than the Minnesota Timberwolves. Yeah, that's that, a ter- that that's is- a terrible like attitude. Like what? I know. Like I don't. <laughs> yeah, I know, but it's true. I what? Been through the worst. I don't understand. I don't understand these these athletes, and I feel like, and this is not a. This maybe is just more in part like my small disdain for the NBA, just because I feel like it's just more of a reality show than it is a sports league. But like some of these guys are just, and I'm not, I don't want to name this former wrestler because of like stuff that he did out of the ring, but S A W F T soft. soft. Like, what are we talking about here? You yeah. are losing. You just, they traded mult. They traded the future for you and you are playing average at best. Yes. Of you got course. 20 boards tonight though. So I will give him credit. Yeah, okay, sure. yeah. But before this, before this, before, yeah, but, yeah. AJ's but, on point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, Tickets are not five dollars. This is not like the in Monster Jam and kids' seats are still just five bucks. No, no. The t- Metrodome. If, if I want to go to the Target Center right now, I'm paying sixty dollars minimum plus Oof. plus seller fees from Ticketmaster for for whatever reason. What fees? What fees are there? I, it's yeah. all on my phone. You're not. I'm not printing anything out. Um, and and then I gotta pay for parking, and that's twenty dollars. And then I, mm. I and obviously I gotta get a beer or something, and that's fourteen dollars right there. It's a hundred dollars to go watch you play mediocre basketball mm, as a yeah. team. Maybe not you in particular, but like if uh, if you're playing bad, and I and I take a, a night out of my week and I schedule it, and I go all through that, and you get run off the floor by the the thunder, mm-hmm. the thunder. I know the Thunder are not good. I that, yeah. that's one of the few things I do. Like, of course, I get. Of course, people should should get to boo you. You cannot go yeah. back and be like, "No, hey guys, take it easy here. We're we're humans too." Yeah, I I know you are, but you're also a human that gets paid millions of dollars to play basketball. Just play, just do better. Like literally, <laughs> yes. you, you, you are not living up to the expectations that I yeah. was set to believe three months ago i was told this was going to be a contender to go deep into the playoffs and it looks like a team that's going to be struggling to get to the playoffs right now take, Step the, it take, 
take the good with the bad because when you're not going to tell fans to be quiet if they're cheering when you're winning and you're playing well. Yeah, so you have to expect them to be on your butt when you're not playing well. He just like, got a big block at the end of this game, though. Yeah. As big in, block again, at the end of this game. That's what they brought there here for. That's there what he go. was brought they're, here for. They're probably going to win this game don't, now. Don't jinx it. There's well, only a three-point game when I say Well, if Van makes this a two-possession game with this free throw here, we'll be good. But we got to move on to some hockey talk anyway. You know where there aren't a lot of boos right now? The XL Energy Center because the Wild are in fuego right now. Uh, what are they, winners? Of like six of their last seven right now. Sure, some of those were shootouts. Last two actually in shootouts. Actually, the Wild, like we mentioned earlier, they are currently playing. They're down 3-2 to two to the Calgary Flames in the third period as we currently speak. But a 6-5 win in Dallas in the shootout. A 5-4 win against the Ducks in the shootout. Again, the, the night before. A lot of offense right now for this wild team right now, but also a lot of uh, blown leads at the moment. So what was that lead on the Ducks and the Stars? Weren't those both 4-1 leads or close to it? Uh, yeah, so Anna, Anaheim's was a bad one. They shouldn't, that shouldn't have even gotten to overtime. And mm-hmm. then uh, who was it? Who did they play the other night? Dallas. Dallas. That, Dallas. First off, that was a fun game just because you, mm. you have Jason Robertson. For some reason, people... Amongst both franchise like fan bases, have pitted Kirill Kaprizov parallel to Jason Robertson. Mm -hmm. It's one. There's no. There's no need to to make these comparisons. Like they're they're different (laughs) players. They're different players. Um, The only reason why it's a conversation because they went head to head basically for the Calder uh, Trophy last season. But Mm -hmm. like they're both good hockey players. You know, just they're both good. Appreciate it. Yeah, it's fine. But just, just don't need to compare them all the time. Just have fun watching when they play. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, no, it's uh, it, it's been an issue. Like tonight, Wild uh, currently trailing right now, three to two up in Calgary. But they jump out to a two nothing lead early. Mm-hmm. Head into the locker room, first intermission. We're feeling good. We're feeling fine. And boom, 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 three two. Now yeah. you're losing. So in the span uh, of like a couple minutes. It was quick. It was like yeah. I think Calgary had all those score goals scored within six within the sixty minute mark. Well, one of them was like sixteen minutes into the period on the power play, and I don't know if you saw that, but mm-hmm. Dan Vladar Vladar, I don't know how to say his name actually, but mm-hmm. um, he just like set a pick on uh, on Greenway out like behind his net, and then that that's goalie interference. How mm-hmm. how? I mean, first off. I don't know if you guys have seen Jordan Bennington recently for, I, oh, I, I think it's, fun. I think it is uh, a unanimous like feeling across the NHL, no matter fan or whatever, unless you're maybe a diehard blues fan and maybe a lot of blues fans probably are just sick of it too. This guy is a schmuck. I am so tired of Jordan. <laughs> Bennington. This guy is a five-year-old. He's a five-year-old. He does He's out here trying attitude. he got a week ago. He, he did the same thing. Goes and plays the puck behind his net, playing the Hurricanes. I want to say it was Eric Stahl or Jordan Stahl. It had to be Jordan Stahl. Um, yeah. Plays the puck and then he like tries to body check him. He weighs 130 pounds, sopping wet. Jordan Stahl is like a two, like you know, 220, all muscle. Guess what happens? He goes down. Good, glad to see it. Uh, <laughs> say, tries to do like the same thing the next night. It, it's ridiculous. And then he clotheslined uh, former Wild winger Jason Zucker, now a uh, member of the Penguins. Just like, what are we doing? He goes face first into the boards, and then he gets pulled in the same period. 
but this is this guy has like and this is not a this is totally off the topic of the wild i'm just so sick of this guy I'm so sick of this guy like Go ahead. even even his even his coach is like yeah that doesn't benefit this team whatsoever that in like this needs to stop he's a he's a child he's a child that's just really good at hockey um but the wild the wild are, they're, on, they're on a nice little street they're on, yes. on a nice little street and that's what yes, i wanted that, i mentioned that last week uh before we signed off was i wanted to see how they did rounding out that home stretch before they go on the road they mm-hmm. get a win against the oilers and they looked darn good against edmonton and the arguably the number one pairing in all of hockey right now leon dry settle Connor mcdavid um they they almost blow it against the ducks but they get the two points just what you mm-hmm. needed i you know a flair for the dramatic i understand you're gonna have those types of games same thing but it's on the road in dallas and dallas is a real good team so i'm mm-hmm. gonna be fine with that they probably should have been able to uh just wrap it up in regulation i think you were up 4-1 at one point um mm-hmm. just can't quite hold on it was weird but uh the, the mood that they got post game from dean evison i expected like you know, the, uh, you know, we just let our foot off the gas and we got to make sure we play for all 60 minutes. He kind of did the complete opposite of no, there was no, there was no chaos. You know, they, they're a good hockey team. We're, we're not, when we go up by three, we're not, we don't expect them to just roll over. They're going to keep fighting and fighting. They just brought it to another level. We were still playing, but the thing is like, we didn't get out of our own sorts. You know, we, we stayed calm, cool and collected despite giving up the goals. And um, he spun it as like a positive, which I found pretty amazing to do. Um, yeah. But it's, I'm sure it's easier to say that after you get the win in the shootout rather than, you know, an overtime or whatever. Um, so yeah. Kat and Dean's, I were playing yeah. Edmonton. Oh, go, go ahead. Uh, no, Dean surprises me in that regard. Cause you know, watching his post cream press conferences and stuff, Especially after wild losses, like there's plenty of times where I just expect him like, oh my gosh, Dino's not going to be happy about this one. He's just going to go scorched earth. But then you actually get to the press conference is like, oh, you know, and he's kind of like a little oh hum diggity kind of like, kind of. I don't know. It's just D- we know Dean has that fire. And I think that manifests mostly on the bench during games because my God, the death stares that man gives referees when they don't get good calls is just fantastic. But it, it's, just, it's just, just funny, like in those press conferences. What was that? What are your thoughts on him just assaulting his coaching staff after wins? I love it. It's hilarious. Have you seen Wait, this? Like, act, like actually? <laughs> no, like, like, like he's happy. He's like, oh, no, like actually, grabbing him. And no, going they, crazy. Are like how Kirk did um, Zimmer last year no, at the end of a game? More, more physical. He, he yes. throws oh, punches. Wow. He throws yeah. punches. It's it's ridiculous. All, all, but he's a hockey guy. He's a he's a punk all, guy. All the Senate yeah. it's holarious. But yeah. yeah, they'll win in like overtime, mm-hmm. and then every, they cut to the bench, and every coach is like, ah, just cowering because he's, like, he's he's throwing hooks. It's hilarious. Yeah. It's oh, it's wow. it's great. It's great. He's great. He he might be an enforcer. Maybe we would call him. I don't know if that would be a great way to describe Dean Evanson's hockey style, uh, playing style. But no, you know who it does. It does describe Ryan Reeves, and I actually want to touch on him a little bit this week. Um, obviously the most recent transaction for the wild, uh, we talked about him and we, you know, we kind of set our expectations where we're not going to expect a lot of points out of him or anything like that. He's not here to bring a lot of offensive intangibles. Uh, he has gotten a couple points the last couple games. He got a point against Anaheim. He got two points against Dallas, but what I really loved guys was the locker room videos that I saw of him so far already um, in his short tenure with the wild. Uh, there was one video in particular where he was like screaming the lineup to the guys or whatever, and they're all just laughing and they're having a hoot and time and everything like that. And so I was wondering 
like, okay, yeah, this guy doesn't have a lot of offensive intangibles that he brings to the table, but I assume that Dean brought or uh, Bill Guerin brought him in uh, for exactly what I'm now seeing on social media, being a locker room presence. And I'm not going to really, uh, I, I don't know how much it has to do with it, but again, the Wild are a hot team right now. They're, they're playing with fire a little bit. Sure, they're giving a lot, up a lot of goals, but there, there's an energy to this team right now. And I don't know how much Ryan Reese has to do with that. I will admit that he has brought the energy to it, but that is, it's like the old saying of like when Jimmy Fallon was taking over the tonight show (laughs) and everybody was talking about like, Oh, but he's got the roots as his band. That's awesome. Like if you're talking about the band, the, the the host has got probably not going to be that great of a show. You know, if you're talking about the locker room antics and the pregame lineup card read videos and his mid, uh, you know, his post game shirtless interviews, eating pizza, like that's all <laughs> fun and games. I want in, in, and I, I think it's a fluke. I'll say that outright. I think that's not going to happen. It's not going to keep happening. If it does, I'd be happily, happily surprised. Um, he ultimately, what I'm expecting is he's going to take a penalty at a, at a terrible time, or he's going to honestly, I'm, I'm still nervous. He's just going to flat out hurt somebody on the opposing team. Mm. Like in a way that you just, as a wild fan, you're like, I'm ashamed that he just did that wearing our sweater. Mm. Um, but for the time being in the week that it's, he's been acquired, he has been, he has been a delight. Um, he, he's brought the energy and what I've seen from a lot of fallout on the side of the Rangers, because they have, been maybe not like bad recently but they haven't been as good as they have been um a lot of people are contributing that to this first night that ryan reeves was a healthy scratch for them some of the Mm. life you know on the bench in the locker room and just kind of like that energy kind of went out the window Mm. so um Mm. credit to to reeves for like knowing you know he he knows his role very clearly and he's expressed that when he was first acquired like no people don't trade for him to get points he knows what he brings to the, to the table and that's just electricity. So um, I've still been, I've, I'm, I'm not one over quite yet just because I dug in my heels very firmly about like my prejudices of him as a hockey player overall. But um, you know, if, uh, if he wants to keep this up, I will certainly swoon in his favor. Um, But that that'll, that's to be seen. Yep. Uh, as you were speaking there, the Wild just tied it up in Calgary. 3-3, yep. 4-15 left to go. But we probably got to sign off here pretty soon, gentlemen. Another just epic week of just more Vikings talk and everything like that. I mean, it's it, the playoffs are here. Sure, the, the North ain't clinched yet. Not not officially, but will be soon. it will be soon, hopefully this weekend. I didn't predict such a, a possibility to happen. You guys did, though. I'll hear it in the comment sections. Can't wait to see all the clown emojis next to my name. It's going to be so much fun. But if you're right, people are going to be like, oh, we got to listen to Jason every Wednesday. As every everybody Thursday. should be anyway in no, the first place. True. I'm just true. saying. I'm just saying. Very true. Um, Artists, you open the show. Will you please end it for us? Sure thing, sure thing. Well, thank you, everybody, for tuning in to the Taxi Squad podcast. Make sure you give us a five-star rating on whatever platform you're listening to this podcast on. Hopefully, you're tuning in every Wednesday or Thursday whenever this gets posted. Um, And make sure you give us a download on the Score North website because that is what really helps this podcast out the most. Yes. For now, we are signing off. 
I'm Artis Woods with Jason Stormer and AJ Peterson. We will catch you guys next time on the next episode of The Taxi Squad. Call of Duty Modern Warfare is here, and so is Mountain Dew. Roger that. Now you can unlock in-game rewards like only Dew can. Wait, what rewards? A Dew Operator skin. Man, I love Operator skins. Dual double XP, and even Call of Duty points. You're kidding me. Double XP and Call of Duty points? This is incredible. I can't believe it. Soldier, get a hold of yourself. Oh, roger that. Look for specially marked packaging and visit mtndugaming.com for details and restrictions. Open to U.S. residents 17 plus. Call of Duty points available on 12 and 24 packs and free 20 and 23.